Welcome to episode three. I'm Guy Williams, and this is Of Emotions in Men. In this episode, we're just going to continue the interview with Hunter that I split into two parts. So take a good listen, and this one's going to be about different emotions and how we don't understand them. Thanks for listening. So in that regard, I kind of wanted to go over a list of emotions I've printed off here. We looked through the list before the podcast, and Hunter highlighted a couple, but I just wanted to talk about so the the basic emotions that we as human beings feel. Um, and there's some discussion if there's four or if there's six or how many there are, but I have a list of six here, and a couple of them, the discussion is a couple of them can be combined, but just want to go through these six, and these are pretty basic, and I even understand these ones. So the first one is anger. How do you, do you understand anger? If you're anything like me, that's probably the one you understand the most. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I get pretty upset. Yeah, so I think anger is a very primal feeling that most people can feel, and and lots of people struggle to control that one. Not that I, I feel like I have anger problems, but that's one I completely understand, I think. At least I can categorize that. <laughs> I think Guy understands that a little better than me, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely still, like, I sometimes I have a hard time understanding how to properly express my anger, you know, without being too much of a jerk because <laughs> I feel like when I get angry I'm pretty straightforward and pretty blunt and that pretty can come off dick, right? yeah that can come <laughs> off pretty hard so I'm still trying to figure that how to express it but I'm very familiar with it <laughs> just an example the other day I was at the gym with a buddy we were lifting and these these ladies were hoarding all the dumbbells <laughs> just hoarding them and if you go to the gym you understand exactly what I'm talking about those people that have you know the 20 all the 20 20 pounders all the 25 pounders the 15 everything and they use one of them and then they don't touch it for another 15 minutes um and I went over and asked her I was like hey are, are you using those 20s and she was like yeah I was like, you haven't touched them in 10 minutes. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I just had to turn around. That's just me in the morning, I guess. But anyway, uh, the second one is disgust. And lots of times people combine anger and disgust, or the, the argument is they can be combined because they stem from the same primal facial expressions, <laughs> which is interesting to yeah. me. It's like that fraction of a millisecond when you start feeling it. Those two have the same muscle oh interesting yeah but then after about a quarter of a second or whatever the expression starts to change depending on if it's anger or disgust hmm. um, so they think it stems from the same location or the same emotion but are you familiar with disgust uh I don't, this is where we're gonna get into trouble because <laughs> I don't. I'm not super. Be, I can't define many of them. Uh, but yeah, 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 what what would you define it as? Uh, well, there's different types of disgust. I mean, there's disgusting things in the world, right? Or there's disgust with a thing or disgust with a person. Um, I think when I feel disgust, I mean, the easiest example is just seeing something gross. Yeah. You know? Um, but then disgust with a person, I think, is a little closer to anger, right? It's you can't believe what that person did or I I don't know how to really explain that one. Right. I can I know I felt that one and I can categorize it when I feel it, but putting it into words is very difficult. Right. I I like that definition. Um I agree like it's obvious to see when you think something's disgusting that you look at cuz it's just gross and nasty and ugh. But I would agree that 
there's also disgust with people. And I think for me, a lot of times it comes with just people being either like hypocritical or selfish or something like that. And it's just, and they, it really bugs me um, when they, when it's just, it's only about them and they don't consider what their actions do to other people. It, it, I don't know that it's kind of a hard one to describe. I think you're right to put that into words, but I think I know what that feels like. Yeah. And the, the way you're describing it too, I feel like lots of different emotions can bleed together right there. It's kind of a, it's, it's hard to define, right. Um, just one emotion. Uh, the next one on our list is fear. And that one I can understand. I don't, I obviously, you know, I was raised in a good family and safe areas, so I don't necessarily have tons of experience with feeling fear for my life. I mean, fear of, of circumstances, I think that's different one, not life threatening circumstances, but fear maybe that something won't work out. Like my marriage didn't work out. Right. Like, you know, fear like that. I think I'm familiar with that and you can be afraid of, of that. And, I don't know if you you feel the same way there. Yeah, I mean, I have not been married. Um, <laughs> I'm not even dating anyone right now, and uh, but yeah, I think on my level, it's like, it's like a fear of rejection, you know, of who I am as a person. Yeah. And sometimes that fear, it's kind of paralyzing. You know, it'll stop you from trying new things or meeting new people or just being outgoing in general. Right. So, I guess for what we've experienced with fear it's just been situational like life situations not life-threatening just rejection or or to do with other emotions or struggles that we have yeah like self-confidence issues you know it's walking up to someone feeling like you might be rejected is a self-confidence issue right right um and so I guess we're kind of pansies in that area because we've <laughs> never really experienced the life-threatening fear right and I don't know how you are I don't I don't feel fear when I do like extreme sports or like skydiving. It's more adrenaline. Right. I understand that one too. It's not fear for me. It's, oh, this is exciting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know that some people really do feel fear in those situations. Yeah, but that, yeah. that's fun for us. <laughs> the next one is, well, it's fun for us because we have depression and don't feel much. So it's like yeah. it's causing us to feel, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, the next one is happiness. Um, and this one is is something I do understand, but is less common than I'd like it to be in my life. Is that? Yeah, I would agree with that. So my greatest source of happiness is probably my kids. And I know you don't have any kids. Um, but I mean, can you think of some things that bring you happiness? Ooh. We were just talking about mountain biking. Is that something that? Yeah, mountain biking makes me happy. And I do, I love playing sports. I'm usually pretty happy when I'm, well, if I'm playing well, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> if not, I'm pretty ticked off. Um, but yeah, like mountain biking, being outdoors. Um, I'm also, I just, I, when I have a good connection with a person, yeah. um, like we have a good conversation, we're able to connect on kind of a deeper level. That, that brings happiness to me. So, so if I get what you're saying is, is things that you enjoy doing bring you happiness, but not only that, but people bring you happiness too when you have a, a connection with those people. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's another time when I, I feel happiness is when I'm with my friends and we're having a good time. Right. Yeah. I agree with all that. Uh, the next one is sadness. And lots of people confuse who don't, 
who haven't experienced depression or don't know many people who have depression um, confuse sadness with depression when they're not the same. Sadness is, well, I'm bummed out that, you know, my team lost yeah. or, you know, I'm bummed out because I'm having a bad day. Right. And there can obviously be varying levels of sadness, but it's it's definitely different than depression. Right. Is there anything else you want to talk about with sadness? Uh, no, I, that that pretty much covers it. <laughs> yeah. So our next emotion is surprise. And the argument here is that surprise and fear can be combined because during that first quarter second, the facial expressions, the muscles that act are the same. Oh, okay. And then they change, obviously. Uh, surprise to me is like when someone jumps out at you, mm -hmm. you know, or like something unexpected happens. It could be good or bad. But it's that, well, I was not expecting that. Is yeah. that how you feel about uh -huh. that one? Yeah. That one's pretty easy. Um, we'll skip on to some more of the complicated ones that that are more a combination of the basics or extensions of the basic emotions, the ones that maybe are a little harder to grasp and put into words, which is trouble because I had a hard time with the basic ones, putting them into words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bear with us. <laughs> So Hunter went through our little list here and he picked a couple. And the first one I want to talk about is euphoric. And so euphoric is a positive emotion. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any idea or do you know what euphoric feels like? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure is probably the best answer for a lot of these questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. I feel <laughs> the same way for me, but for I think it just means like it's like happiness, but just to like another level, like okay. a higher level. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what the definition says actually. It says characterized by a feeling by feeling intense excitement and happiness. All right. So it's like that whole level above happiness. So I don't know, I can't think of a time when I've necessarily felt euphoric. Yeah. Maybe it's probably watching my kids laugh is probably like have a good time and play. Maybe is not all the time because it depends on my mood and yeah. everything, right? But, I mean, is there a time when you can think of, like, an elated happiness you had? Uh, or excited, an elated excitement for something? Ooh, uh, honestly, not really. All right, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had to have kids to have that. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, I bet you if I had a little more time to think, maybe I could get an example, but... But, yeah, that's euphoric, and that's yeah. definitely a positive emotion. Yeah. I'd like to feel it more if I could. <laughs> yeah. The problem is how. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, second one here is lighthearted. And that one, I mean, should I just go with the explanation here? Do you yeah, go for it because I, <laughs> I don't get that one. <laughs> it's uh, cheerful and carefree, glad, cheery, merry, playful. So I, I'm glad playful's on there too because to me that gives it more of a not so much of an abstract definition as more of a a visual definition, right? Yeah. You can kind of see that one. Right. So lighthearted is a cheerful and carefree, glad, playful. I mean, it's when someone's just, I don't know, in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely feel like you, you've been lighthearted, especially when you're with your friends. Yeah. I agree. I think there's definitely been times where I've been lighthearted, but in general, like lightheartedness is kind of hard for me. Cause the one, the one thing that you said is carefree 
And I wouldn't describe myself as a carefree person. Always got um, something in the back yeah, of your there's head. Always something spinning back there. Yeah. Um, so it's very hard to be carefree, but I think, you know, playful is a good way to, to talk about it. And I definitely think I felt it at times, but again, it's one of those things I'd like to feel it more often. It's just, I would love to not be able to, or I would love to not take myself so seriously all the time right. and be so worried about what every little decision that I make yeah. is going to impact me in the future. Cause odds are a lot of those decisions really aren't right. you know, going to have Logically, a huge impact. Logically you can work through it. Right. Right. But yeah. then, you know, tackling the actual emotion of it and like actually getting my mind to stop worrying about things is like a whole, a whole nother battle. Right. All right. Let's jump on to, uh, some anxious emotions is what they're described on my list here. Um, hesitant. Yeah, so this is one that I actually, I think I'm very familiar with, um, actually. But <laughs> is I just, that why you chose Yeah, that? I just, I wanted to know what the actual definition was, because I feel like I'm very hesitant. I think that comes back to that, that fear and suppression and lack of self-confidence. It makes me very hesitant or, or wary of, of new situations, of trying new things. And right. so I just, I kind of stop, you know, I won't do it or I'll, I'll sit in my head and just talk myself out of it in any way I can and right. always kind of look at the worst outcomes instead of what the positive outcomes could be. Right. And uh, so the definition I have, and these are probably not the best definitions, but they give us a vague idea of an, an illusion of what um, this could be. Um, is tentative, unsure, uh, slow in acting or speaking, doubtful and skeptical. Does that sound about right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I feel those quite a bit. I think Guy could confirm that. <laughs> Yeah. From growing up, he used to get mad at me all the time because I couldn't make a decision. So That's one thing that really bothers me is when people <laughs> are indecisive and can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one here, we have two, and they're kind of similar. And I found it interesting you chose both of these. Um, trapped and cornered. So why, why, why did you choose those two? Um, so those are actually some that I feel a lot lately, or at least I think that's what I'm feeling, um, is just kind of locked in to uh, a path of life or just not being able to be free and open and expressing what I want and try new things. I feel like I'm, I'm trapped in this, these expectations or in this path that has been laid out for me that I don't necessarily know if I want. Right. But it really just, it feels like I can't try what I want to try. I can't try new things. I can't be myself. I have to, I have to walk this line. I have to take these classes in school. I have to be this, this career or do this major or whatever it is. But it's just like, right. it's a, uh, you can't do what you want. This is, this is the reality of the world. And this is what you have to do, even if you don't want to do it. Right. So to you in your mind, I mean, which one do you associate those feelings with? Is, is it trapped or cornered? Um, I think it's more cornered. Yeah. Why is that? Cause I feel like when trapped is like, you're just, you're locked down and you really can't, you can't see any other alternatives or anything like that. It's just, it's just kind of dark and it is what it is. Whereas cornered for me, it feels like I'm, I'm backed up into a corner and I can see multiple different things and like ways out, but I don't have access to them. It's like, okay. I'm stuck right here. Yeah. That makes sense, and that's it's interesting, you know, your interpretation of what these feelings yeah. and what these words mean. 
What I have here is for trapped is unable to escape, stuck in a situation, feeling, or if stuck in a feeling. Um, cornered is feeling as if there is only one way out or that all your options of escape are taken away. Huh. So I feel like I almost reversed those. <laughs> well, maybe too. And like maybe these definitions are reversed because I feel those two are so close together that I don't, I don't really know yeah. how to distinguish. I would feel the same as cornered is I've been backed up into a corner and maybe it's by, by decisions I've made by others, but I'm backed into a corner. I have a way out. Yeah. You know, there is a way out. Trapped is there's no way out. Right. That's, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. But cornered is definitely not a good feeling. And I get aggressive when I feel cornered. <laughs> yeah. Versus when I feel trapped, it's like a more of like, oh man, I'm stuck. Right. It's like cornered. It's like, get the heck out of my way. Yeah. No, it like, I get these images of like a lion or a tiger, like backed up into a corner, like the claws that's, come out that's and it's going to fight its way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look like a lion. <laughs> Guy, guy's looking pretty grisly. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one are, these are negative emotions. Um, and we'll start with the first one is despondent. Why'd you choose despondent? Um, I don't know. Despondent, despair, it all kind of sounded the same. And I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a, I feel like it's pretty intense. That's a pretty fancy word. If you're like (laughs) sitting on your bed and you're like, I'm feeling so despondent. (laughs) Yeah. Very intellectual. (laughs) Like it's a pretty fancy one right there. But what I have here is low spirits from loss of hope or courage, downhearted. And that's, the, I, I, I'm glad you chose this one because this one, I don't really, I didn't know. I kind of had a feeling of what it was like, despondent. It's like, oh, sad. I don't know. Yeah, like really sad. Really <laughs> sad. But this one says low spirits from loss of hope or courage. So it's like you've experienced a loss of hope, like something's been taken away from your dreams or maybe you just realized you can't attain something or you think you can't attain it. Right. And you're feeling despondent. Yeah. I'm going to have to work that one more into my vocabulary and try and <laughs> realize when I'm feeling that and that's what I'm feeling. Right. Yeah. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Um, the next one is, one is uh, lonely. Um, and this one is, is pretty sad. <laughs> Ooh. There's lots of people that do feel lonely. I'm not making fun of you. It's <laughs> yeah. just I laugh because it's a defense mechanism I have because I often do feel lonely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, true. Sad because one has no friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, do, we don't mean to make light of this. <laughs> it's just, it just hits the nail right on the yeah. head. You know? Not that we don't have friends, but there's. we'll say this definition, then we'll go into another version of lonely, right? The emotional version. Sad because one has no friends or company, isolated, forsaken. And so I was laughing because obviously we have friends. Yep. There's some out there that don't have friends that I, I wish you had friends. The other version of lonely, which I think is really why we feel it, is because we don't have an emotional connection with anyone. Yeah. And I think that's the more dramatic, or the not the more dramatic, the more accurate reason yeah. and feeling. And I think it lingers a little bit longer, too. Yeah. And then I like the last word on that, forsaken. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty descriptive, powerful word there. So there are a couple more that... We could go over, but we're running pretty low on time today. I want to keep these uh, podcasts pretty short, so we'll, we'll do this again sometime for sure. Maybe get a better list, a more comprehensive list with definitions, and take a couple minutes every couple weeks and talk about some of these and see if we can't figure them out for ourselves. Yeah. The reason I kind of wanted to go through this, these lists and this little activity, not only is it kind of fun, 
to go and see like what the heck is despondent <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um learn something new but then also to try and for me personally to try and understand these emotions better and realize when i'm feeling them because if i can sit there and think oh i feel despondent right now and understand what that means It'll help me focus on my emotions and understand them a little better and say, hey, why am I feeling a loss of hope? You know? Yeah. And I think it'll just help my mental and emotional stability. And I don't know, shed some light on all the subclasses of emotions that I don't understand. How yeah. do you? No, I agree. Um, I do. I think that a lot of times because I don't, I don't know how to categorize my emotions. I'm, I don't know how to say or describe what I'm feeling that it makes it very hard it's almost difficult and it's like all right I'm just gonna give up because I don't I don't really know what that is I'm just gonna go back to not feeling anything just push it out right yeah. and that is obviously not healthy no I don't think that is and uh so I I do I I feel the same that as we as I learn how to categorize them and understand like these are when you're despondent you're feeling you know, it's like sadness to a whole, a whole new level. Um, you're really bummed out. It, uh, it helps me to put a name to it, understand what I'm feeling. And then it almost helps me feel like normal. It's like, oh, I, I do feel emotions. Like there is, there is something there for me to feel. And, uh, just to in increasing your emotional IQ. I yeah, guess exactly. Yeah. And it's like when I know about it, then I can, I can categorize it. I can use it and I can I think almost more importantly is respond correctly to it. Right. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today, Hunter. I know it was a little bit of a drive to get up here. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but uh, thanks for listening. And once again, this is Of Emotions and Men, and we'll see you soon.